Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Bill's Mafia, what is up? Happy Monday. Uh, this is Matt Perino, and you are listening to Bill's Talk with Matt Perino. And we're bringing you a special interview today. We caught up with Joe Kroom. Uh, you can find him at Kroom Photos on Twitter. And he is blowing up the last couple of days. He was out in Florida with uh, Josh Allen and 22 uh, total Bills offensive players. Got together in Miami to work out for the first time this offseason. And the, you know, the big headline was this was the first time that Stefan Diggs and Josh Allen were going to get a chance to meet each other. Throw, throw the ball a little bit, and then get to work. And it, and it actually ended up being a pretty detailed couple of days in terms of practice. Uh, Josh Allen was out there. Matt Barkley was out there. Jake Fromm was out there. And Davis Webb. So you had all four quarterbacks, a bunch of wide receivers, Devin Singletary, uh, f- uh, multiple tight ends, and even Deion Dawkins got into the, the act a little bit. And we put up a story over the weekend. You can go check it out over at uh, New York Upstate and Syracuse.com. Joe was on with uh, Buffalo Fanatics and Rico uh, on Instagram Live on Saturday, and he basically detailed, you know, what what went down in Florida at these workouts. So I said, "Hey, I'd love to get you on here on the podcast, talk a little bit more about the week, uh, your a little bit more about your background and how you got your start working with a lot of the Bills players, because Joe actually has developed his own personal relationships with players going back in the day to." Uh, right guard John Miller, uh, special teamer Taiwan Jones, and now uh, a whole host of players from Deion Dawkins and Jordan Poyer uh, to Micah Hyde and, and obviously Josh Allen down uh, in Florida working with him for the first time this week. So we talked a little bit about what went down, a little bit of uh, the behind the scenes and how everything went in, in Florida and then we just learn a little bit about it, Joe. It's a it's a fun conversation. Uh, it's not super long. And then Ryan Talbot and I, my co-host, we stick around afterwards uh, to break down uh, what we th- what our thoughts uh, on the week and what this could potentially mean for the Bills, not only from a continuity perspective, but what it could mean to have a head start on a lot of other teams. Because if you look around the league, this isn't happening everywhere where uh, teams are able to meet in bulk like this. I mean, really, for three days, the Bills were able to run offensive drills just like, like they would in a minicamp. And, and this is coming off of a week where Josh was out in California with Matt Barkley working with rookie receivers Gabriel Davis and Isaiah Hodgins and running back Zach Moss. So these guys are getting not only the virtual uh, meetings but some in-person repetitions to prepare for training camp. So we talked a, a lot about that. We interviewed Joe Kroom. It was a fun time. 
short and sweet podcast. We will be back on Wednesday night live on YouTube. Make sure you're subscribed, NYUP on YouTube. We're going to be live with Heather Prusak from Channel 4 in Buffalo and then uh, Jenna Cottrell from, from Rochester. She does TV out there. Two phenomenal reporters. We're going to talk about a whole host of topics. It's going to be a great time. And as always, we appreciate your support. And now, our interview with Joe Kroon. What is up, Bills Mafia? Welcome into another episode of Bills Talk with Matt Perino and Ryan Talbot. Uh, we have the man of the week, the man of the hour, uh, as our guest today. Uh, I've actually known Joe Kroon of Joe Kroon, uh, uh, Kroon Photography for about a year and a half now since I got back to the, the beat. Uh, it's pretty quick once you start you know, combing through social media. Uh, the pictures that you, you've gotten over the years have been you know, a lot of them have been second to none. And uh, you were obviously down in Florida with, with all the uh, most of the offense this week. Uh, it's got to be an exciting time. I mean, social media is blowing up. It's, you know, a time where I think people are starved for content and you were able to give them some. I mean, let's start there with just how this thing came together and um, what the week was like. Um, so I had uh, got note of what was down in Florida through Josh. So I had went down there Thursday, I believe, is when everybody was supposed to meet up. And uh, I think first workout was – or no, I went Wednesday. So first workout was Thursday morning. Didn't know what to expect because it was just pretty much like, hey, this is what's going on, you know, be there kind of thing. So when I got there, it's like, okay, he's here. And then it's like, okay, well, he's here. I'm like, okay, well, everybody's here. <laughs> so that was like one thing. So it's like obviously the more people that came, I was like, okay, this is like a real deal type thing. And it was good because we were at a private facility. So, like, I guess you wouldn't have to necessarily worry about any, anything outside becoming an issue. So, it was pretty cool. Pretty dope experience, for sure. What was it like down there, just because of, like, the, you know, the world that we're living in right now, you know, with coronavirus and the, the reason why it's been so difficult for guys to get together? I mean, was that kind of a struggle to kind of maneuver through all the hoops you probably had to go through down there? I mean, my, I was actually in Florida two and a half weeks ago working with Poyer and Dawkins, and I had no issues with anything. I mean, you have to, if you're going to get an Uber, you need a mask. Go in stores, you need a mask. But this time around, when I went, they wanted, like, almost like credentials for myself to qualify to check into my hotel to show that I was essential. So that, the only thing that made it work for me was my Instagram. <laughs> so uh, that's that's the barrier I had to cross, but, like, I like every time every all the guys showed up at workouts, they all had masks on. Like, you know, they they were following protocol, and like people were like, "Oh, why weren't they wearing masks when they were working out?" Like, what? <laughs> you know? But but yeah, everything uh, as far as like protocol was was followed. As far as that, uh, definitely a different time for sure. Mm -hmm. So take me back to the beginning a bit, because this has been years in the making where you've been establishing these relationships to where you're a trusted, not only photographer, but, you know, friend to a lot of these guys to kind of, they trust you to, you know, A, uh, be professional, be uh, able to, you know, do these things on short notice, but also they trust you, you know, you're a Bills fan. So, I mean, there's a lot of people that can get in this kind of situation maybe take advantage of it or, or, or maybe not be so trustworthy. So take me back to where it started and how your relationship has grown with so many players over the years here. Yeah, I would say probably the first thing is like one of the guys who was on the team about probably three years ago, you know, Taiwan Jones, 
uh, who's actually back with us now and you you know I'm pretty close with now uh, we decided like oh let's just do like a photo shoot like outside of football like kind of thing just kind of he's like oh that's perfect I got some people sending me t-shirts just kind of like a marketing opportunity for himself as well so he ended up doing that and then that ended up kind of opening a little little marketing thing between both of us like okay so he worked with him okay he must be you know be a, an okay dude and then that just kind of like stemmed a ladder and you know, I think when you when you approach these these guys as just like a regular dude, which a lot of people, you know, fail to do, and that's kind of what that separation is with a lot of people, I think that, like, gives everybody a different perspective as well. Mm-hmm. And for people that don't know, I mean, I mean, if we're just talking about now, you know, I saw you a couple months ago out at an event that Harrison Phillips uh, was doing. You're very heavily involved with him and his charity work. Uh, always showing up to his events. You were down, like you said, working with Deion Dawkins and Jordan Poyer. So, and Lorenzo Alexander, I remember, you know, talking to him last off season, uh, we did a, we did an interview at a spa coffee and he was telling me how much he respects and, and loves your work and loves you as, as a person. So, you know, I think that it's such a cool time where, first of all, like for a lot of these guys, social media is so important in how mm-hmm. you interact with your fans and to have somebody in the mix that can kind of help you tell your story, you know, through, through photos and video. I, it's so cool. I, I, I know that it's something that you, you pride yourself on being able to do a good job in all areas of that. Yeah, it's like creating a brand. Like that's how, that's the way me and Dion look at it is like trying to create your brand. So it's like, if we, if I can get on the same page with you and we can create and understand like maybe where this could go and if what went this way and that type of thing. So it's pretty good to kind of be on the same page from that aspect, but it's really building a brand. So it's like, it's cool that I kind of get to be from Buffalo and people who are volunteering and, you know, working for Buffalo technically, as far as like being uh, an NFL athlete for our city, you know, and I get to help market that for the city, which is, which is one thing I enjoy the most. You know, Joe, you mentioned Dion, and you mentioned that it was mostly the offensive skill players at these workouts, but Dion Dawkins was also there. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Was it, was it just a team bonding type of experience for him? Uh, you, you kind of said that he's taking on like a leadership role too now here as, as he's gone on his, uh, with his career with the Bills. So tell us a little bit about Dion being in Florida. Well, so Dion, Dion stays down in Florida. He's been there since his rookie year. And Dion, you know, was a captain last year. And even just being with him is he definitely holds that captain role as well. Like whether it's calling people to make sure they're on their stuff, like, hey, listen, like you need to get on top of this, you know, because, you know, he wants to, he wants to, to shine himself, but he wants everybody else to shine. He's definitely not a like me, myself and I kind of guy. So like him showing up with the receivers, like him and Josh are extremely close. But also you would know as how McDermott runs things, how everybody, he likes the bonding thing. So everybody who's in the locker room doesn't sit next to like their, their um, position group. So it's kind of like forceful for everybody to bond. So when Dion comes out there and chops it up, whatever, and Dion's probably the most easygoing person you'll ever meet in your entire life. So getting to like, you know, get some extra, you know, time with the rookies and stuff just to kind of get that vibe going is, is phenomenal as you look at it from like a fan standpoint for a football team that you're going to support. You know, you, you get to the workouts and there's so much buildup. Like I remember, you know, how long, how long before you went out, did you know that this would, this workout was happening where at least Steph, uh, Diggs and Josh were going to get together. I knew uh, that was pretty much the only thing I knew. Mm-hmm. I knew that, um, Diggs and uh, Josh are going to work out together and 
uh, I work out with Jason Kroom sometimes at my house because I built a gym in my garage. And he's like, oh, I was going to come work out. And I was like, oh, I'm leaving Wednesday. He's like, oh, I'm leaving Wednesday too. Where are you going? I was like, oh, I'm going down to Florida with Josh. He's like, I'm going down to Florida with Josh. So that's when I was like, okay, so everybody's going. Right. Okay, so the anticipation for this was huge because it was reported that Josh was going to head from California to Florida where he was working out with the rookies, uh, Gabe Davis, uh, Isaiah Hodgins, Zach Moss out in Cali, to Florida to work with John Brown and Stefan Diggs, and obviously that became bigger. But the excitement level not within the fan base was huge. But what was the excitement level at these workouts? Because this is you, – you mentioned, I think, on Rico's show, and, and if you haven't caught it, go check out – Joe Kroom was on with uh, our guy Rico over at Buffalo Fanatics on the Instagram. It was a really a cool interview. I mean, the excitement level was, was there. The, there. The energy and buzz must have been crazy at the facility once this thing got going. Yeah. So, like, the way everybody showed up, um, everybody was together. So, everybody's at the same hotel. That's how Josh set it up. So, everybody was leaving together. So, everybody had got there. And the only one who wasn't at the hotel was Diggs because Diggs has his own situation down there. Mm-hmm. So, everybody kind of was getting warmed up, and that's when Diggs showed up. And you would think at least like there'd be some type of weird vibe. It's like, okay, like the new kid in school kind of thing. So Diggs, you know, meets Josh for the first time. Cause I had spoke to Josh before about like five seconds before that video actually starts. And I was like, did you ever meet Diggs? Like, do you ever say what's up to him at the game or nothing? So he said, he's never said a word to him. So like that was their actual first meeting. And, you know, like after they met, I'm like, okay, well, where is he going to go next? You know what I'm saying? Like, is he, who's he going to introduce himself to? And just like, like the typical, like, like kind of high school stuff, like street football, you see a ball in there, you're going to go run and try to get it. So I think it was Gabe Davis, maybe playing catch with Isaiah McKenzie. So as soon as he got done shaking Matt Barkley's hand, with his bags and his cleats and hands and all, he goes and tries to jump in front of Isaiah McKenzie to catch the ball. So it's pretty, pretty funny. It was like an icebreaker right there for sure. In terms of Josh, like, I think it's so interesting. Some of the things that are said nationally about him, I mean, we're pretty plugged in on the local scene uh, in, in terms of his progression and his development. It's hard to argue the fact of something that I think a lot of us have been saying now since his rookie year, the leadership ability that he's shown and he continues to show. I mean, you see it in just the short videos, the posts, the way that guys talk about him. I mean, was this a situation, and we'll talk about Davis Webb in a bit, but was this a situation where he was the obvious leader out there, kind of like – and like you mentioned, he brought everybody together. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, like, the way I try to explain it to you, because everybody asks me the, the same question since I've been back, and I, the way I look at it, I say, like, as a Bills fan, what you want to hear is exactly what happened. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you're like, oh, I hope Josh is doing this, like, and that's exactly what it is. Like, I can't even, like, write it down any more than you can imagine. You know what I'm saying? So, like, as far as, like, him being a leader, as far as running everything and just making sure the team's all on the same page and getting things right, like, that he's definitely doing his job. I had – I was talking to Joe Licata, who um, – local quarterback at University of Buffalo, uh, had a cup of coffee with the Bills, and now he does a lot of things in town with uh, up-and-coming athletes over at Timon. He's the AD and the football coach. But he works uh, – he's familiar with Davis Webb, and they've worked out together. And he told me actually earlier this offseason that, you know, Davis Webb is a guy that he's really, really smart. He's seen a lot of different systems. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that people probably don't take him super serious because he's been this backup quarterback and a practice squad guy. But in terms of importance in the room, 
he's so important. He, he's helped Josh kind of develop over the last year just because of the things that he brought into the room. So then when you said that Davis Webb was almost like coordinating this whole thing on the field, the practice with the sheet, and it wasn't a surprise to me, but some people might have been surprised. I mean, he, was, he really had an impact out there. Yeah, for sure. And it was, it was mind-blowing to me because, like, I, I've met him multiple, two, multiple times, but it's never been in, like, the football aspect. So, like, I never would really, I guess, get that vibe. And, like, I told him, like, 100 times. Like, from ever since the first day, the second day, the first thing I went up to, I was just like, hey, man, just want to let you know, like, I'm extremely impressed with, like, the way you're carrying yourself and the way you're, you're helping everybody out. Like, it's extremely impressive for not knowing who you are and that much of an impact on me. Like, that was, that was big to me. Like, if I honestly, like, people look at this as, like, Diggs and Josh, the whole thing. And I was like, that, that, that to me was more mind-blowing than that. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, he was – I think in the one video that you showed on the Instagram, he was out acting as the, as the DB as Stefan Diggs was running a route. I mean, he was all over the place. This isn't just a situation where he was kind of sitting back there with the quarterbacks yelling things out. He was helping out everybody. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. So as we move along here, I mean, when Ryan and I, we were talking, I think it was Saturday about, you know, the anticipation for these videos. What was that? that period like for you because you had told people you were going out there and I think the buzz started to really uh ratchet itself up as we got through the day on Friday and into Saturday um what was the whole experience like for you that part of it, it was definitely different the way I like to look at it is I'm not a reporter you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. but I felt like I have to be a reporter because I'm the only one with this content and then I'm like okay well I'm for Buffalo as much as all these fans are so how can I use that to give somebody excitement into being the first people to view that. So that was definitely something different for me as far as like, usually, you know, me, I just usually would just post a picture or post a video and that's it without having to, you know, like this, like answer questions on, on things like that. So it's definitely a different experience, especially like having the DM back, like reps from ESPN and NFL network. And it's just like, I just take pictures, you know, like I, (laughs) I don't know what you guys want me to do. But it's it's definitely a different uh, a different experience. But I I'm very glad that I was able to share that with everybody. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned you just take pictures, so obviously your experience on the practice field was through the lens. But what was Stefan Diggs like? What was the whole dynamic like? Because I think that's one of the coolest parts of of this is that the Bills are getting a chance to do something here that almost no other teams have gotten to do yet, and that's work out together, especially implementing a new big piece like Stefan Diggs. Yeah, so I worked with Diggs uh, last year in the offseason as well. So his, his work ethic is definitely like a one-of-one one for sure. And like, I mean, like I said on, on Rico's show, like you, these guys would work out in, in groups. So it'd be like wide receiver groups. And he would go 110 from, from start to finish. Like there was no like, okay, let me let me just get this over with because I'm, I'm tired or nothing. Like he, I feel like he, he's obsessed with like work. And it's, it's definitely something that's very beneficial to see as a Bills fan and knowing Stefan Diggs on our team. It's funny you say that because I remember um, a question was asked of Brandon Bean when the Diggs deal was made. And he said, you know, they brought up the, the tweets and, and some of the quote unquote diva type of behavior that, you know, a lot of these elite top wide receivers, you know, talk about. And, you know, Brandon Bean said, listen, 
there's a misnomer out there about the process. And that's that we're like looking for choir boys. We love, we want guys that love ball. And when you talk about that kind of work ethic, to me, that screams a guy that's going to get in the door and kind of lead by example as a guy kind of like John Brown and Cole Beasy that brought that veteran presence last year, that work ethic that I think was for all intents and purposes kind of missing a little bit in 2018 as this, as this thing was kind of getting ramped up. And so, I mean, that just piece of it alone could be something that I think has an impact on the, on the offense, which it's not a young offense or an inexperienced offense, but I think Diggs brings a level of accomplishment in the league that's just like a little bit different. Yeah, and I feel like it, another thing, the way to look at it is too, it's just going to make everybody work harder. Think about that wide receiver group, like, man, we, we got a match. You know what I'm saying? And then think about the defense, like, oh, we got to shut this down. Like, this ain't happening, you know? So it's like, I think he's going to bring a fire out of a lot of people, which is going to be very, very beneficial for our team. And talk about uh, Josh just as, uh, you know, a passer. And it's funny because how, – so how long have you been taking pictures for, for Josh specifically, like in this kind of setting? Was this the first time? Yeah, so this first time I met him work-wise outside of a uh, football game. Okay. Um, so really not a lot to, uh, compare it to, but just getting out there and seeing it. I mean, you're at your training camp, you're, your games. I mean, it, it, you're no, uh, normal bills fan. I mean, you take in pretty much everything that's, that's, that's available. So, I mean, how did Josh look? I think he looked phenomenal. You know, like, I, I'm, okay, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, no, I'm sorry. I thought you were done. So go ahead. Uh, continue your thought. I like right, right from the start, you know, his, his, his approach to how he wanted to warm up. And, you know, if he missed a ball, he'd, he'd run it back. Like it wasn't like, oh, let's just, we'll just get it again next time. He was very attentive to detail, which was, which was good to see. And, you know, he could throw that ball. Now, going back to uh, Stefan, and obviously they have Cole Beasley, they have John Brown there. Uh, did you see the younger wide receivers maybe picking their brains a little bit at these practices? You have two rookies, Gabe Davis, Isaiah Hodgins. Uh, you saw some younger guys on that roster. You know, I know Robert Bosch was going into year three, and you have a guy like Nick Easley. But were any of those younger guys going to those veterans? Because those are the guys that have had a lot of success in this league, and maybe they – can see something that maybe those younger players are missing out there I would I wouldn't say necessarily like like a tap on the shoulder hey like well how can I you know like any of those type of things but everybody paid attention which was good so if there was like like a move somebody had made then they, they would speak on it as a group which was good to see what made you when did you realize that you had a skill for taking pictures like is that something that just um, popped up out of nowhere um, I, when I was younger, I used to skateboard. So me and my group of friends, we'd like always be like, oh, let's make a skate video. So I, I guess I'd always, always been behind the camera. Mm -hmm. And then I guess I kind of like fell away from it. And then I was just like, oh, let me, cause I, I got into, uh, like bodybuilding five years ago. And, you know, everybody at my gym was like, oh, we should do like photo shoots and stuff. And I'm like, hey, I can I can take pictures. I know I can. And I was like, I'm gonna just buy a camera. So I bought a camera. And I was just like, you know, taking pictures. I'm like, man, this is something enjoyable. And one of my buddies played semi pro my buddy Lee. Um, and he's like, oh, come take pictures at our game. So I'm thinking, well, I only have a small lens. So I can't really take much football. So I was like, oh, let me just buy it. I bought a lens, shot football. And from that day on, I was like, I think this is how it's supposed to go. Mm -hmm. 
one of the biggest um, uh, mysteries of the week was the uh, the team photo, and everybody thought, uh, or everybody kind of discussing online whether or not Ray Ray McLeod was Isaiah McKenzie, and maybe even Antonio Brown, who was out, out in Florida as well. Um, yeah. But did you guys did you get a chuckle out of that when you when you saw that? Oh, it's so funny. We were all talking about it, and it's just like he said in quarantine, everybody looks the same. <laughs> That's awesome. And That's awesome. I had, taken, I had taken a sequence of probably like 20 pictures, just like, like right from there. And I'm like, I'm looking through them. Like, like, why is not everybody looking, you know? So I was just like, it was either Ray Ray looking to the side or Gabe Davis, like looking straight down. So I'm like, at least like you could hopefully tell it was Ray Ray, but boy, did I make that one wrong. <laughs> Somebody even sent me his Wikipedia stats that said that they were the same exact height and stuff. It was wild. <laughs> Like trying to tell me that it wasn't Ray Ray McLeod and it was Antonio Brown. I was like, all right, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> That's what's funny. That's what's funny. Somebody tagged me even after the fact, and I said, I literally cleared this with the guy that took the picture. He took the picture. So I think he – I'm going to go with what he says here. Um, but one of the other things I want to ask you about was something that I don't think get gets covered a ton because they're younger, but – um, the tight ends, Tommy Sweeney and Dawson Knox were down there. I think that those two guys, I mean, obviously there's a lot of people that are high on Dawson Knox. I had Tommy Sweeney on the podcast earlier this off season. And I'm, I'm, I don't want to say equally as high on him, but I'm, I'm pretty high on Tommy Sweeney and what he can do. So what were they like out there? And Tommy and Josh and Devin Singletary, they all kind of look like they're getting a little bit bigger. Everybody's been utilizing this quarantine yeah. time. Yeah. Yeah, the tight ends, uh, I think it was Krumas out there, Nate Becker, um, Sweeney, Knox. Um, and they, you know, they, they ran their route tree as, as good as anybody could. Um, one, one thing I noticed is every time Sweeney catches a ball, his tongue's wide out. <laughs> Got the Michael Jordan? He's been watching yeah. kids, like all yeah. of us. Hey, whatever you got to do. I mean, but they're all on point. All on point. Like, Knox, I didn't realize how big Knox was, like, mm -hmm. until – because, like, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm like, 6'2", six 6'3", six and Dawson Knox is, like, a different version of being big to me. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, let everybody know yeah. before we get out of here uh, where they can find your work. I mean, I don't think a lot of people are going to need to at this point because I think you're up to about 4,000 followers on, on Twitter. Uh, but let them know where they can find your stuff and, and anything you got coming up. Um, Facebook is Joe Kroom. Instagram is at Kroom Photos, and as well as Twitter. As far as what's coming up, let's just say I have 128 gigs of content from Florida. So mm. I'm trying to piece it all together and give everybody their fair share, though. So uh, it depends on once I go through all the content as far as who has what. I'm definitely making a video for Isaiah. Um, so he's going to have a little video. I got to see if I have enough for everybody else. But I'm definitely thinking I might just tie it in all to one like long video mm -hmm. with Cole Beasley rapping. Ah, very nice. Very nice. Well, we're looking forward to it. My man, thank you so much for taking on a little time today. I appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely, bro. All right, guys. That was our interview with Joe Kroom, uh, Bill's photographer, photographer extraordinaire. Uh, what a great guy. I I've really appreciated getting to know him over the years. But Ryan, before we get out of here on this episode, and just so everybody knows, we have a really fun one this Wednesday live on YouTube at 7 p.m. with uh, two local uh, female Bills reporters, Heather Prusak and Jenna Cottrell. 
We're going to you know, change the vibe up of Bill's Talk Live a little bit, uh, get, pick their brains a little bit about you know, covering this beat uh, from the female vantage point. And I respect their work a ton. And it's going to be a lot of fun. But what was your reaction to the, week, to the weekend? Because I think one of the main points that was pretty well covered on social media was, and Joe said it himself, this is not happening with other teams across the NFL. And, and I know we all talk about continuity and how important that is, but this is something that to just get out there and, and start breaking bread together. You saw them in the, uh, the sushi shop on, on, on one of the nights having dinner together and, you know, you know, laughing it up and joking. I think one picture, Josh had a blowtorch in his hand. You know, that's the kind of stuff that they haven't been able to do because they haven't been in the facility. So I think that, you know, this is something that, is good for football reasons, but also good for just continuing to build those relationships. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, my first reaction was finally, because I don't know about you, but ever since uh, the middle of May, I've had fans on Twitter, hey, when are these guys getting together? When, when, is, when are Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs going to work out? And it was just like, I, you know, I don't know. They've been saying it's going to happen. It's going to happen. So in, in that aspect, I was great with it. Uh, I'm glad it happened. I'm glad that Joe is there to document it all and to share that because, Bills fans have been craving that. And, and then from a team standpoint, like you said, this is huge for them. You know, Josh has already been working with some of the younger guys with Moss and uh, the two young wide receivers. And obviously he has been putting in a lot of work this off season uh, with Palmer, Jordan Palmer and, you know, the same group that he's been with. So he's been able to uh, get in his work like he would, I think, in a normal off season, which is, I think, huge for a young quarterback, uh, a guy entering a big year, not a make or break year, but a big year. But then to get all of your guys, almost all of your guys together, that's huge too because then you have those veterans. You have Stefan Diggs who you're working with for the first time, but you have John Brown and Cole Beasley both coming off of career years in different aspects in their first year with the Bills. You have those younger guys, the, the two rookies, Gabe Davis and Isaiah Hodgins. Then you have some other guys that are kind of flying under the radar right now that are going to be fighting for a roster spot. You're Robert Foster's. Your Nick Easley's, the guys that some people, Ray Ray McLeod, not Antonio Brown, as many fans thought, that people were writing off um, already. And, and I know it, it, there's only so many spots on this team, but to get them involved too, to, to show what games they've made, it, it's just great for the Bills team as a whole, but it's also great for these players because they're able to get in work. They're able to work on things now before we get to whatever training camp's going to look like here uh, in the next few months. Yeah, it's Josh from the beginning. There's been this constant characteristic that people keep going back to, and that's his ability as a leader or as a potential leader. And we've seen pieces of it grow over the last two seasons. And then, you know, I, I go back to free agency when each one of the free agent acquisitions from Mitch Morris to John Feliciano, uh, even some guys on the defensive side of the ball came up to the podium and said, yeah, the first guy we, first player we heard from in the organization was Josh Allen. And that stuck with me. It got me thinking like, okay, this, is, this isn't just an act. This is like a real, a real thing that's going on here. He's assuming a leadership role. And as we got into training camp last year, it stood out to me just as much that he was the, uh, not only worried about what he had to do as a second-year player and quarterback, but also what's going on with my receivers? What's going on? What, what are my receivers doing? What do they have to do on their routes? I have to be thinking about that. And that's something that he, you know, had in his mind as almost like a checklist of 
What do I have to do? That's part of my job. And, and you don't think about that necessarily. And even this off season, um, we put up a story this morning, uh, football morning uh, in America, the column from Peter King had a really juicy tidbit on the bills. Peyton Manning has been zoom meeting with a few teams. One of them was the bills and uh, you know, Josh Allen in the quarterback's room. That was the meeting that they had. And he told them that this is the time where you can separate yourself. You know, he br- broke down how he watches, how he watched film in an off season from the previous year. And, and that's something that Josh Allen's going to be able to take and, and, and move forward. And, and, and the, the big quote in this piece was that the, the coaches shouldn't be doing everything. You, everybody can kind of own a piece of this and lead in your own way, coordinate your own meetings, get everybody together. And Josh took that to a whole nother level by getting 20 plus players from this offense together in Miami, Florida this week. And I think you can't say enough about, you know, is he going to make the jump from year two to year three that, the, that needs to be made? I don't know. But I don't think that you can say that this kid isn't, you know, uh, looking under every rock trying to figure out how he can get better. Yeah, I I agree completely. You know, wide receivers, tight ends, you expect him to be working with those guys, the the normal pass catchers. Uh, But to have to be working with both of your backs, you know, he's he's done some things, obviously, with Singletary here. He has Moss at his disposal. Um, to having Deion Dawkins there. And obviously Deion was there to bond and things like that. And you saw him show off his route running a little bit. But that's great too, because between this and, and those meetings with Peyton Manning, I, I'm pretty sure that Allen will take that to heart and he'll have a meeting with the offensive lineman and say, hey, you know, let's break down these plays, this film. Let's look at what happened here, whether it's there was a breakdown or whatever the case may be. He's a guy that, like you said, he's going to go under every rock, look for every advantage possible. He's doing everything that you would want from a leader Um, and probably not a surprise, but I love the fact that every quarterback that's on the roster was there too. You have a rookie in Jake Fromm, you, you have Davis Webb, you obviously have Matt Barkley, you know, at the NFL, it's, it's a competitive sport, even with your own teammates, because there's only so many roster spots. So to, to have just about everyone there possible speaks volumes to the fact that they all want to make themselves better. And the fact that they're trying, this Buffalo Bills team better yeah that backup quarterback competition for this this summer is is so intriguing because I think that I I think on one hand you do have a scenario where Josh Allen's ready to spread his wings and maybe move on from that the necessity of having backup quarterbacks in the room that are there purely for his development you go back to Derek Anderson and then when Matt Barkley got brought in and now what we've learned about Davis Webb and I think that, you know, they went out and drafted Jake Fromm. I, I would have to think in part because they believe in Josh's ability to take that next step and to take everything that he's used from those guys, apply it, and not necessarily need it moving forward because he's the guy. And so, I mean, we've talked a little bit about this, and I think it was Sal Capaccio, it was, who, um, who brought it to my attention that, Two practice squad spots this year because of the new collective bargaining agreement can be anybody. It doesn't, have to, it doesn't matter how long you've been in the league, how many times you've been on the practice squad. If you are an NFL player, there's two spots that you can be on a team's practice squad, which makes me think, hey, maybe they keep Jake from, move on from Matt Barkley, hoping that they can bring him back and put him on the practice squad. Who knows? Maybe Davis Webb comes back in a similar role as well. But there's so many moving parts to this backup quarterback position. That's going to be uh, one of the intriguing 
position um, position battles. And oh, it just so happens we happen to have an article coming out on that at nyupinsyracuse.com today. Yeah, perfect timing there. Uh, yeah, you're right because right now everything's kind of up for grabs there. I, with this shortened off season, I wouldn't be shocked if Barkley remains at that number two quarterback spot to begin the season. But like you said, with this flexibility, if by midseason um, they, they like what they see from Jake Fromm and they say, okay, this guy knows the ins and outs of the playbook, we're comfortable with him being in the backup, they would have the flexibility to do something like that with Barkley and say, well, let's, you know, see if we can get him, sneak him onto our practice squad. Or like you said, it could be a Davis Webb because there's something still to be said about how regimented he was with this practice that they just had down in Florida where he was kind of scripting things. And maybe even though Josh is ready to take that next step, there's still something to be said about having someone that can help him out, not necessarily in-game because if he's on the practice squad, he's not traveling to most of these games. Um, But after the game or in practice during the week, hey, you know, Josh, I saw this and here's, you know – uh, breakdown. It's like having an extra coach on the roster, and, and that can still benefit you no matter how many years you've played in this league. All right, guys, we really hope you enjoyed that interview with Joe Kroom, Buffalo Bills uh, super fan and uh, photographer of the stars. Uh, really good dude. Make sure you follow him on social media at Kroom Photos. He is Ryan Talbot. I am Matt Perino. This has been Bills Talk with the both of us, and we always appreciate your support. Have a great week, guys.